Hey there, thanks for listening. Quick question for you. Did you know that the one rental at a time book self-published on Amazon was actually selected by Forbes Real Estate Council as one of the 15 essential books you must read before getting started in real estate? Quite the accomplishment. It's actually book number three. Go check it out on Amazon. One Rental at a Time, written by yours truly, Michael Zuba. How are we doing today? Uh, I got to tell you, jet lag's no joke. I was up at uh, 4.30 this morning, so uh, I see a nap in my future. But that just means I got to read a lot of stuff that we can talk about today. So first off, let's talk about uh, refinancing. Uh, it was up... 15% uh, week on week and up 187% year on year. Again, rates fell, if you can believe it, 0.2% in a week, which may not sound like a lot, but when you're thinking about on the basis of like 35 3.8%, 0.2% is 7% drop, right? When you sort of do the math. So you're talking you know, potentially significant savings when you start, uh, you know, getting these kind of low rates. So again, housing is going to be a wind at our back. Uh, I really do believe 2020 is going to be probably like 04, 05. If you want to go back and look, if you want to look at your market in 04, 05, see what it did, right? The historical metrics should be there. My recollection of 04, 05 was it was a very good year. I don't know if nationally it was up 10% or double digits, but my market was, as I recall. And I don't see anything that could slow this down, right? It's, it's, it's just a healthy market, right? And to put on top of that, today's employment numbers, I don't know if you saw them, uh, but they came in at 291,000 uh, jobs added this week. You know, which comes off a fairly soft December, right? Still had growth, but a little lower than expected. So... Uh, to see those kind of pi private payroll growths is is pretty good. Also, it was pretty diverse, right? Both uh, leisure, healthcare, manufacturing, pretty much everybody added jobs. Uh, so that was um, that was interesting. The one thing I do want to talk about today is I see a connection. I don't know if connection is the wrong word. I see something we can learn from General Motors strike. Right? They just reported earnings, and I was interested to see that. The GM strike lasted 40 days. And as you can read their report, it hurt their bottom line significantly, um, both in gross revenue and in uh, profit, which actually turned into a loss this quarter. So the reason I'm bringing up General Motors is something you should research or look into is a lot of the manufacturers, if not all of them, of size are shut down in China. And I'm certainly hoping it doesn't last 40 days, but it could. So think about that, right? Think about all the manufacturing um, going on or not going on today and try to relate to what that could mean for the quarter for some of the companies that you may be following. I don't think this will be, a, you know, knock on wood, a long-term effect, but to think that this will have no effect is borderline foolish, in my opinion. Again, I don't think it has a long-term effect. I don't really think it crosses the borders to the U.S. in any great numbers, but there will be industries that are affected. For example, 
the first one to kind of report something that is uh, interesting is Cathay Pacific. This is a Hong Kong-based airlines. And in the wake of, you know, what did they say? 30%, they cut 30% of their flights and their traffic is down significantly. They're asking all of their employees to take three weeks unpaid vacation between, I think it's now and the end of March. That's significant, right? Um, you know, for lots of different reasons. Uh, at least in the U.S., not a lot of people have the kind of financial wherewithal to survive that, right? Lots of people live paycheck to paycheck. Um, you know, asking your employees to take three weeks unpaid really just shows the pain that they're in and their hope that it comes back uh, after this kind of goes down. But uh, I don't think Cathay Pacific's going to be the last to kind of come out and say, hey, you know, this is significant. I think a lot of it will be travel-based, right? Travel-based commodities. We saw oil. We saw copper, I think, the other day. Pretty significant. Oh, man, the cruise industry. Oh, you see what's going on there? Second ship is in quarantine mode. That's got to suck. The one that kind of scares me, um, a scare may be wrong word, concerns me, is did you hear about this uh, one that is in Japan, the Disney print or no, the Princess Cruise? Diamond Princess, that's what it is, Diamond Princess. Apparently, and if you've read something different, let me know because this is really concerning to me. A guest on Diamond Princess got off the boat was later diagnosed with this virus six days after leaving. Then on the ship, 10 people now have the virus. So lots of things could have happened. Those 10 people could have been sick before they got there, right? Probably not, though, because there's an Australian, an American, Hong Kong, something else, right? So they're, they're from diverse backgrounds. It's not like one family. So that's unlikely. But second... Does anybody feel good about a virus that can live on a ship for six days? That's that's new, right? I thought viruses died, you know, within 24 hours, right? So to think about a guest that was on board a ship, showed no signs of sickness, left, later diagnosed, then people come on and you get sick? Man, why would anybody get on a cruise ship or, heaven forbid, an airplane? That could be bad. So uh, I need to learn more about this. I hope they report on it more, but I don't feel really good about a passenger showing no signs, leaving. The next people come around, the virus lives six days, and more people catch it. That is, uh, that's frightening. That's frightening to me. So um, anyways, need to figure that out. Uh, I do think, as I said yesterday, I think the count is much more significant than is being reported. I actually didn't see a number today. It's got to be over 20,000 now. I think the real number is over 200,000. Uh, so we'll we'll see where this goes. Uh, I did do a little research. It looks like the SARS academic or the SARS event uh, cost the airline industry seven billion dollars when they went back and kind of added it up. Seven billion. So to think there'll be no effect is um, not just not true, right? And they're thinking this virus may be much much worse. So. It's going, to be, it's going to have to be stuff we follow and know if you have any exposure to Asia. What about the virus living in? I don't know. Yeah, good point, Josh. I didn't even think of that. 
Isn't that scary? I mean, geez. So hopefully the articles I've read about this cruise ship thing are just incomplete. And maybe one of the one of the passengers that is on the ship brought it and every I don't know. I just hope a virus can't live six days. That would be that'd be bad. Uh, so that's um, something to watch for. Uh, again, just to read all my notes. Oh, looks like uh, the Iowa caucus still hasn't reported, but it looks like, uh, again, Bernie Sanders, the boogeyman, the socialist, declared socialist, independent, uh, had a very good showing and is looking really, really strong in New Hampshire. So we will see what happens there. Uh, of all the folks running, I think he is the most scariest to capitalism, if you will. And he would shock the market. He is he is. He has come out saying, I'm going to come get you. So that would be, uh, that could cause me to take some interesting decisions if he really looks like he's going to get the nomination. Not good. Uh, good old Macy's department store closing 125 stores, laying off, I think it was 2,000 people. Again, retailers are in, a, in bad shape. Traditional retailers are in bad shape. They really do need to figure out a new model. I'll go back to that model we talked about a month ago, again, via these daily videos. I think somebody's really got to go after a big box store and carve it up like we work for retailers. Hey, you get this floor space. You know how some people do shelf space? I think somebody needs to own a retail store and say, hey, I want to give you this space, you that space. Like they carve up malls, but carve up a store. We got to do some things differently uh, in retail. Or they're just, the big box stores are dead. So that's interesting. Uh, one thing I am tracking is the consumer. Because again, I track cost of capital and consumer. That's all I track. I'm trying to figure out all the time. Uh, it looks like the consumers, at least in the U.S., are 66% of us think this virus is a real threat. So what that tells me is you're watching it. Uh, you're not afraid yet, which is good. Right? I think we have, what, 11, 12, 20 cases in the U.S.? 27% uh, of you think it's completely overblown, which is, you know, interesting. I did find the, it interesting if you're over 45, you are twice as likely to think it's significant. So I don't know what that means, but uh, I, am, I am interested to see when it goes from real threat to changing behavior. Because, again, when we were in Taiwan, when we got there, nothing. By the time we left, it was visibly different. Um, and I can only imagine what it's like in Hong Kong or mainland China or other places. It is, it's different. And it was increasingly different, right? Closing schools for two more weeks. People are concerned. So we shall see. Um, one thing to think about Tesla, uh, it can't keep going parabolic. We're talking Bitcoin levels now. We're talking tulip manias from the 1600s or whenever that was. Um, but realize, one of the things that flew Tesla higher is that they were doing manufacturing in China, right? Model 3 specifically. Um, just look at General Motors. They shut down for 40 days and look at what happened to them. A lot less cars were delivered. So uh, realize that this is going to have an impact on them. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Mayo Clinic, uh, someone I respect. Um, not the, not the World Health Organization, but the U.S.-based Mayo Clinic is already calling the virus a pandemic. An, ep an epidemic is badness in a country or region, and a pandemic is worldwide. Uh, 
and their basic gist is that data is incomplete and behind. Uh, so it would be interesting to see that. There's a second cruise ship now on uh, quarantine uh, out of Hong Kong. Man, I would not be taking a cruise ship in Asia, man. Woof. Crazy. Um, so that's what I got. Just stuff to watch out for. I think we need to look at General Motors 40-day strike to see what could happen to companies that are impacted by all the manufacturing shutdown. We got to figure out what's going on with this virus. If it really can live six, oh, it's down 115 today. Shocking. Tesla's down. Man, it couldn't. It couldn't keep going parabolic like that. Thank you. I didn't even check. I should have. Um, shows you how much anti-stocks I am. Uh, we do got to. We got to watch this virus. If it truly can live six days in a ship, um, that's not good. Uh, I truly hope that the articles I've read are incomplete or just assumptions made are inaccurate because that could be really bad so uh it's gonna be an interesting day i got an interview at eight o'clock today to start that series again and uh i'm gonna buy a house today so that's kind of fun uh i gotta wire some money for a house that i'm buying uh it will be a flip in a very nice part of fresno in the tower district so i will bring those details to you probably next week i'm gonna hopefully go do a walkthrough of it and tell you about it but that's my big day i get to buy a house today all right everybody take care have fun bye